Welcome everyone. We're excited to share some country wisdom with you. King Solomon had a thing or two to say about the path to wisdom. In Proverbs 4, he wrote, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Keep straight the path of your feet and all your ways will be sure. Join us now for Country Wisdom. We've got an amazing program for you tonight. It's certainly an interesting location, and there's a group of people you're going to love to meet. And the first one, Marty Miller, thank you for being with us. It's good to be here. I have to jump in here with a question. You would, I know. You mentioned it's an interesting location, something of an understatement. This is what, the third man cave that the two of you have dragged me into? I, our next episode needs to be a quilting bee or something. But I need to know why I'm even in this place. Why don't you go ahead and tell them? Well, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 27:17, which basically states that as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. And so what I found in, in working with uh, groups of men in small group context is the whole purpose is really discipleship. And discipleship is an effort to take men where they're at and to sharpen them so that they can be more of a tool in God's hands. And so the small group is really what we're trying to really communicate here and uh, that idea of becoming more like Christ. You actually ended up in this location. Tell us about it because you're talking about sharpening. I mean, there's probably a lot of pounding and everything else that goes on too. Well, this is a little blacksmith shop at the back of a campus here in Tennessee, near where I live. And uh, they have a club and they meet once a week. And so I just arranged that we would come here and to pound some iron, some steel, and there's a lot of lessons to be learned in the process. What I want to know is, is, this kind of sounds like a dream of yours, or you were a little bit driven. Can you share a little bit of backstory? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always enjoyed being with people, but I, but I enjoy nature, God's creation, and I've learned to, to, to say, God, what do you want to teach me out of your word? but also out of lessons from nature, lessons from life. And so um, after 30 years in teaching, education, I uh, transitioned to doing full-time men's ministry. And I've been excited about that because really it is education as well, but it's education about life. I taught biology for many years and biology is a study of life. And I find now that I'm really engaged in helping men and myself to have a better life. So to me, that's really the, the foundation uh, of how I got started. Okay, have, have you found some success in what you're doing? Yeah, um, actually for about seven years, I've uh, been working in a ministry called Blueprint for Men. And, I, and the reason I feel like God gave me the name for that ministry is because men need a plan. And ultimately, Jesus is the plan. He is the blueprint, but everybody's life comes into play with genetics, life experiences, and wherever they come to Christ, he takes them where they're at and he says, let me, let me help you become who I really designed you to be and have that really good life that I promised. And so really to me, that's what it's all about is seeing that change in a man's life just like it happened in my life. I have a question which might be opening the proverbial can of worms, but 
why do you think it's important for men to have a group? They, we live in a world that right. really doesn't want men to be men anymore. Right. Uh, we live in a world where there's a lot of confusion about what a real man is, let alone a Christian man. So why do you think that men, you know, what made you think we need to get together? Well, I, for my own life, I found that when uh, my wife and I, we had children and I was in the crush of my teaching career, there was no time for friends. And I believe it's, it's interesting, and I know that in the Bible this was talking about having a, a spouse. It's not good for man to be alone. But I think that principle is universal for men and women. We're created to be in community. And Satan, he's a predator. He wants to destroy us. And just like any predator, if, if he can select us out and isolate us, we're very vulnerable. Look at Samson in the Bible, strongest man, the most macho man, and he was taken down by a woman very easily. Marty, we uh, don't want to interrupt you because yeah. I know you've got to go get your guys and kind of get started, yeah. so we'll let you do that. Appreciate All right. it. <laughs> hey, Janice, how are you doing? Hey, you wrote another book. I did. Had a burden on my heart, and God helped me get it done. So, The Plan of Love, what's it about? Well, it's really about God in eternity. Saw everything that was going to happen here, and His amazing love, He says, I'm going to take care of the problems. I'm going to take care of the situation by giving my own life. He did all that, but we've been lied to so much, we don't see what God has planned for us, what God is doing for us. Matter of fact, the angel came down to Mary and said, uh, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their, their sins. sins. Notice it wasn't in, but from. Where can people get the book? Hey, I'm glad you asked. Folks, if you'd like your own personal copy, log on to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org. And oh, please, if you would, send us a donation of $12. Or more. Or more. And uh, we'll get you the book, and I'll be happy to sign it for you, too. Thank you so much. Well, it's good to see everybody this evening. It's our uh, first time getting together with our small group. And uh, I always like to, of course, start out with prayer, and then we're going to do a few introductions. But uh, let's just bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you for the opportunity we have to gather together as a group of men. We want to be better men. We want to be more like you. And as we come together, we invite your Holy Spirit to be here, to guide and direct all of our conversations. And as we open your word, may you speak to us in a special way today. And may we be sharper instruments in your hand. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I think it's kind of neat to be able to have a group meet in a, in a blacksmith shop, and I really want to thank Dusty for setting this up, and uh, we're going to have some fun a little bit later. But uh, I think one of the most important things to do before we get started is to do a little introductions. Some of you know each other and some don't. So I'll just start it off. I'm Marty, and uh, I've been doing small groups for quite a long time, and it's, it's really changed my life, and I've seen it change many many men's lives. There's just a brotherhood that God designed us to experience, and many guys find themselves in a lot of isolation. By taking a step to be in this small group, you are taking the right step. So why don't we just start across here and, and, and just say your name, uh, maybe something you really enjoy, um, uh, whatever you want to share. So just take a short time. My name is Zavar. I love motorcycles. Uh, I'm from Louisville, Colorado, is where I was born. Um, married four years. 
I'm a student for computer science, and uh, I love God, and I love I love small men's groups. It's uh, it's been a world of a change for me. Um, I'm 30, and uh, I wish I was doing something like this at least 10 years ago. Glad to have you. Glad to have you, that far. Robert. My name is Robert, and I am uh, I. I'm over 50 and uh, just moved here from uh, from Texas about six months ago. And I've been getting a lot out of the small groups. I So my marriage, I had a crisis in my marriage about six months ago. And the biggest concept I have, uh, the biggest, biggest, uh, I guess, concept I've gotten is that so I had a comparison of what what it means to be a man oh I just I'm better than my dad I'm better than him I'm you know I'm better than all these people I'm in the 99 percentile compared to you know mainstream but coming to these groups I've been introduced to a totally different concept it's the biblical standard which is much higher and ironically enough it's much more satisfying my wife is much more satisfied in a very short amount of time. We, we, we turned that crisis into an opportunity and uh, our marriage blossoming. And we're, we're 15 years in and it's better, it's se severely better than it's ever been. And uh, I'm on a great trajectory. So I, I get the opportunity to apply the biblical standard to my father's skills and my husband's skills and my man, you know, being a man. Yeah. So I'm just I'm very grateful for the, for the groups. Thank you. Robert, that was great. Dusty. I'm Dusty. Um, <clears throat> I've been familiar with small groups on and off. Um, been tried to get to Marty's group, uh, Blueprint for Men, about two years. Things, life's challenges, my dad and his age and the health challenges and things that went with that have prevented me up until a short time ago. And uh, through prayer and the encouragement of another uh, member, uh, finally one Sabbath morning, I got up and went for it and uh, have been glad it's been a blessing and a strength to me in many ways um, and taking on many challenges that I see every day. Um, I work with young people every day and, and uh, it's just been good all around and helping me make it through the everyday challenges, not only at work, but at home and in hobbies and other things as well. Thanks, Dusty, and appreciate you again setting this up so we can have this environment and have some fun. John. Yeah, my name is John, and uh, I am so happy to be here this evening. I have been involved in men's groups probably since uh, 1999. Wow. And uh, it has just made a huge difference in my life. And then being involved with Blueprint for Men in the Sabbath morning meetings has just been life-changing. So uh, I can't say enough good things about small groups, about men coming together, being vulnerable to each other, trusting each other, holding each other accountable is just an amazing thing. So I am really excited about what we're going to be talking about this evening. Well, what we're going to talk about is, to me, the setting that we're in here. And we're going to take a look at Proverbs 27:17, and we're going to just discuss it for a little bit. We've got just a real short study today. But Proverbs 
think most of most Christians have heard of this verse many times, but it's simply this, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So the principle here to me is that we need each other to be better in the way that we are. For example, if you go out to cut down a tree and you have an ax, it's a lot better to have a sharp ax than a dull ax, right guys? You're gonna work a lot harder. So it's more important to take that ax periodically and sharpen it. Take the time to sharpen it and your work will be easier, you'll be more effective. And I think that applies in our lives. And so I've got uh, right here, um, on down here on the floor, like an old axe head. And uh, when, I, when I think of, you know, the state of manhood today, I, I think of really a lot of guys are kind of feeling like this, you know? They, they really have lost their way, the, the handle's broken off. Uh, out in the woods, I found this all rusty and dull. But with some work, this thing can be all cleaned up, sharpened, put a new axe handle in this, and it'd be pretty well close to good as new. I bet you could make it that way, right, Dusty? Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close, yeah. You could paint it up and it would be uh, good as new. And that, that's really, to me, um, the message of, of what God wants us to experience in life. He takes us wherever we're at and he wants to transform us into his likeness. And I appreciate, Robert, what you shared about how that transformational power of God's word and in your life in a small group concept. Uh, what about you guys? What do you think, uh, when you think about something getting sharp, I'm gonna pose a question. If you're gonna sharpen something, is the object you're sharpening it with going to be a harder steel or a softer steel? What, what would cause that ax head, for example, to get sharpened? What would you need? Well, if it's a file, yeah. the file's got to be hard, and it's got to be sharp, and it's got to be able to scrape the metal off of what you're trying to sharp. And it takes time, right? It takes time, many strokes. Okay, so there's got to be some time. There's going to be an Pressure. application of force, mm -hmm. and it's got to be harder than yep. the other. Okay, so how does that apply? Did you have something else, Dusty? I was going to say, you, you guys talk about being easier and more effective, but one of the biggest things that most people get hurt with on tools is dull tools. We get hurt with more dull when we're not kept up than when a tool is sharper. If a tool is sharper, people aren't going to have to use as much pressure to use it, less chance of it coming back at you, and it's also just safer. So if we're sharper in what the Lord is doing and working with us and we're in contact, we're going to be much more well-equipped to take on the challenge, whatever that may be. I love it. I never really thought about that, but that's a, that's a true point. And it takes practice to sharpen the tool according to the edge and how it's going to be used. Right, yeah. That's when I was a student in Southern, I was the um, student instructor in the wood shop. And there was a little saying we had to say, a dull instrument is an accident waiting to happen. Mm -hmm. A dull oh, chisel. Yeah. So being sharp has safety features oh, yeah. as well as, 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 well mm -hmm. as efficient. So when I think of something being a harder material, how does that apply to us here? If, you know, the idea of water seeks its own level, 
you know, like when you were back in high school, Zavar, you know, hanging out with your friends. Uh, that's kind of dull and dull, right? Kind of dumb and dumber, right? We, we see this kind of behavior, right? And, and, and some, I, I mean, I know of guys that are probably 50 or 60 years old that probably haven't matured a whole lot since then, right? Well, it doesn't take, it doesn't take someone stronger than you okay. to help sharpen you. Because if I, if I come into a group and I have strengths and weaknesses and I have blind spots, it just takes somebody that's more awake on and can point out my blind spots. That's the accountability, the blind spots. Right. That's what I'm trying to expose, get rid of, address, which makes me which makes me stronger. So it doesn't, I don't need somebody super, I mean, the, the, the spirit of being in the group and the people showing up emotionally available yes. and, and engaged, there's a magic that happens. There's right. a process that happens. Right. So that's what yeah. comes to my mind. You don't have to be the uber Christian guy. And there's a risk to be taken. Yeah. You have to take a risk to be vulnerable in the first place. Yeah. What's well, showing up is part of it. It's the humility to show up yeah. and put yourself, at, you know, exposure, you know, with talk, the group. Talk about life. Talk about life, show up, and then, yeah. And then, yeah. then the processes that we do, talk about, it, 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 there's, a natural, there's a natural process that goes with that that we can look at all that. In a safe right. environment. Right. Safe and confidential environment. It, it's kind of like what, what's said in the blacksmith shop stays in the blacksmith shop, right? You know, right. It's, it's, we, we all kind of get that, that confidentiality is a key part of a small group experience. So we've got a, a group of guys that are committed going in a direction together, but we need God's word, really. That, that's going to be the, the ultimate tool where God speaks to our heart in a very specific way. So, uh, Robert, I had to had you have a, a verse about this, isn't that right? That's right. On your, on your item, you, you know, we hardly use real Bibles anymore. So you got it. You got it keyed up there. So I got, got it keyed verse. up. Okay. Uh, it was uh, twelve, right? Yep. Uh, Hebrews four, verse twelve. Uh, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between the soul and spirit, between the joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So, guys, let's just think about that. How? How does that uh, strike you? I mean, that, that's uh, almost surgical. Any, any reflections on that verse, how it applies to us becoming sharper ourselves, but it's almost like there's a surgery going on. It's not just this external thing, it's, it's deep. Well, the key to that is God's Word. Yes. And if we are spending that quiet time every morning praying before and then in His Word, the Spirit of God to our mind cuts to our heart all the way to the quick right. and um, shows us what we need to do or not do. Right, right. You know, one of the things that text <clears throat> reminds me of is the other one where, and this is one that is taking me a while to get through and really understand, and that is that the God has and understands the desires of our heart better than we do. And if we can figure out how to surrender that to Him, which is hard to do because we want to be in control, 
He will give us desires, and when we get down the road a ways, we'll look back and go, wow, I had no idea. I know it has for me right. in many different ways. Right. And it doesn't mean that I don't struggle. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's something that really stands out is that he really knows us because he was our maker. That's he was right. the one that knit us together. He knows what we want better than we do. So kind of what you're saying is, is that that ax head that I had that was all dull and dirty and stuff, he, he, he made us in a certain way and we've lost our way and he wants to kind of bring us back and, and make us even better than new. Yeah. But I wanted to say something about that verse, actually the, the very first one, and I'm sorry for backtracking, I, I think about a lot of things. Like iron sharpening iron, I think of, you know, you have to have a harder compound in order to do that. Right. And so, yeah, going back to the high school thing and the duel and duels at Dumber and Dumb, if you have these weak people that are representing weak metals, you're just going to duel yourself. You're probably going to end up hurting yourself. But if you have somebody who's Christ-like or, you know, has given their, their, their hearts to God, that's a harder metal. And that's something that you can rub up against right. and get sharper. And that's what I believe this small group is about. It's right. weird. We're becoming vulnerable. We're spending time with each other. We're rubbing up on each other. I might be dual, and you might be sharper. By spending time with you, I'm able to become sharper. Right. And then with the second verse, you know, God is the sharpest. And it's funny because in that verse where it talks about um, God's armor and and the Bible being the sword. Right. And like God represents the sword with the Bible and so when you read the Bible you can use it as a tool to like carve off these sinful things whatever it might be that's causing you to sin and nothing else could do that other than the Bible because right. otherwise it'd probably leave an infection or wouldn't do it the right way but it's like a, such a precise surgical tool right. because the way it allows you to see in that mirror reflection of Jesus and, and your imperfections. Right. And so I just wanted to say that. Yeah. So many things we could say, but our time is up right now. And uh, I just want to bring this short time to, to a close, and then we're going to go work on pounding some iron. And I think, Dusty, you've got some stuff set up for us, right? We can. Yeah. So why don't we uh, go ahead and close out with, uh, with prayer. Uh, Dusty, would you pray for us? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for a chance to get together with brothers. The great Catholic monk Martin Luther was so concerned with his salvation that when in Rome he climbed the holy stairs on his knees to earn salvation. But when he reached the top, God flashed a Bible verse before his mind, the just shall live by faith. That brings me to the title of a free pamphlet that I'd like to give you. It's called, Am I Good Enough? It's easy to get your copy. Go to TalkingDonkeyInternational.org and order offer 107, Am I Good Enough? It will be a comfort to you. Guys, I've got to thank you for letting me invade your space uh, and listen in on your group. You know. Early on, before the guys got here, I was asking you, why did you feel so moved? You had to have a men's group. You know, what, what was motivating you and why is it this necessary? But 
after observing you, I'm getting a little glimpse, and and I approve now. I'll tell you why you need a men's group, because the women really need it. I had that thought. I was watching you guys, listening to you, and thinking, what woman wouldn't want her husband to be here doing what you're doing? There, there are mostly women that are. In fact, when I speak anywhere and, and uh, talk about the small group experience and the transformational power of a discipleship journey for men, uh, I get more amens from women than from men. And so women can do a lot to nudge their husbands or boyfriends to engage. You know, as I read my Bible, God is looking for men who will become Christ-like. Well, Christ died for us. And that's really what the Bible says, too, about the men. You should be willing to die for your wife. I'm guessing that you fellows have been in this group quite a while, have seen major changes in your families and your life. Is that true? Yeah. Did anybody care to share with us a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, share. Um, well uh, this is my second marriage, and I... Uh, was going through a little bit of a rough patch about a year ago, and that's when I realized I need to reach out for God, and I did, and he led me to a small Bible study group, he led me to gentlemen, who led me to Blueprint for Men, I went to a men's retreat, and I gave my life back to God. Um, and ever since then, I've been sober from so many things in my life, and it's changed my view of life, my wife, coworkers, friends, everything. I value things more, value my wife more, which in turn, she reciprocates that. Our, our relationship better than it's ever been before. And I now really know what love is so much so that I really would die for her. And it's just been amazing. And growing up, not growing up, but, you know, growing with these men, they're, they're sharp tools and they're helping me become sharper. And it's just been amazing and it's been a blessing because they know so much and I mean they say that they've been benefiting from me that's hard to believe but I just really have come to enjoy them and, and that's why I say you know 10 years ago I wish I was a part of a group like this and I encourage every guy whether you're married or single have kids or not join a small group like this Amen. Amen. I was thinking, you know, you look at the coals and you, you pull a coal away from the fire, what happens? It starts dying. That's why you put all these coals together, they're going to flame and grow. Marty, I, you said it all. So, Marty, why don't you just tell, tell us, tell the audience how they can get in touch with you, how they can join a group, how they can, you know, fight together with God. Well, we, we have a website where you can find information. It's blueprintformen.org. And uh, you can initiate one of your own groups. We've got resources. We'd be glad to help you engage in your own way. But we have online groups as well. So there's lots of possibilities. But pretty much guaranteed it'll change your life, change your marriage. If you invest the time, God will always show up and right. you'll change your life. And, and not just marriages change every relationship, right? That's right. You guys yep. That's right. If you don't want change, don't join. <laughs> Good point. You heard him. You don't want change, don't join. But if you want change, join a group. Call, call Marty. Get a hold on the website. Get a hold of them. Your life will change. Thank you for watching. Join us again for another exciting country wisdom. See you next time.